Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Froth, a place to let your brain slip into something more comfortable, a spa break for the mind. Are you sitting frothily? Then we'll begin. I'm comedian husband, Rod Gilbert. I'm comedy writer-wife, Sean Harris. That's Rosie, a dog. And this is... The Froth. Yesterday's non-news today. Be warned, there is some occasional fruity language and content. Headlines this week. Special guest Nabil Abdul Rashid gets challenged to a proper old school duel. Woman left in stitches by odd love note and gift left at door by secret admirer. It's a very odd gift. Nabil Abdul Rashid tells us a hair raising story about his school days in Nigeria and it will blow your mind. And also, a man breaks into a house and poos in someone's kettle. Uh, and also, and finally, <laughs> and, uh, finally and, tonight, and, and also, <laughs> it'd be great if they did that user term. That was the end. And finally. finally, tonight, <laughs> and those are the headlines. Right, uh, this is uh, episode forty of the froth. Uh, welcome, uh, welcome, uh, Sean Harris, co-host. Hello. Uh, welcome, Barry Castagnola, is it really Thank producer. You. And it is episode forty. Some say life begins at forty. Yeah. Some do say life begins. Who says that? People are forty. <laughs> My dad's <laughs> got it on a pinny that he got for his fortieth birthday. <laughs> 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 Which and he cooks his fry up. When he opened it, when he was forty, and I was how old was I when he was forty? Ten. And uh, I just remember everyone going, God, that's so witty. <laughs> <laughs> Show them your apron. Life begins yeah. with My dad, of course. Uh, your dad can cook a steak. He cooks a good steak, your dad. Yeah, he does. Have I told you about my dad cooking steak, uh, Barry? We'll get a uh, special guest, uh, Nabil Abdul Rashid, on in just a moment. But uh, in the meantime, about just steak? I'll just tell you very quickly. I'll just tell you very quickly about my dad cooking steak. Because my dad was uh, pretty much blind. At his best, he had these massive bottle glasses on and he could see about six inches. At his best. (laughs) But he used to love cooking steak. R.I.P. my dad, but... We he loved used, your dad. He used to he used to fry steak on the top of the on the hob. 
<laughs> For some reason, he would get really close up his head, really, <laughs> like, hovering just above the steak to watch it cooking, to see that it was cooking all right, see the calorie, to check that it was blind. all cooking. He'd be watching going, how is this happening? This man has got his head practically in the frying pan, with, and I can see the fat spattering out to the side of his head. So what? And then he would kind of come up. He'd, he'd sort of come up and look at you, and his glasses would just be absolutely spattered <laughs> in hot fat. Absolutely just spl- spattered, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, totally feel- smeared with grease. <laughs> and how do you like so- cookie steak? They were so like big, they were like protective goggles. <laughs> He's old school, he used to do it well, very well done. It, yeah. yeah, in which case, even, even less reason to... To get up so close, like if you like it particularly yeah. a certain, a medium rare, but you know just a little bit of pink, yeah. then you go, yeah. okay, yeah. you need to keep an eye on that. If you're going well yeah. done, just stand back, let, it, <laughs> let just, it go. Just put the hob on and go downtown for uh, a bit. Also, <laughs> also, if you like it like really rare and stuff, then at least your face is only in the pan for about twenty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> and the, he was it in there for fifteen really minutes. <laughs> He was in there for seven and a half minutes each side. Uh, now then, it is, it, is, it is episode 40. Life begins at 40. Special guest uh, Nabil Abdul Rashid coming on in just a moment. Uh, just before that, very quickly, what are we up to this week? Anybody want to plug anything before we get our special guest on? Um, what I've, are you up to? I've been writing uh, some sketches, some Welsh language sketches for uh, my sketch show, which is on at the end of the year. I co-write it with, a, uh, with two wonderful men called Tudor Owen and Gareth Gwynn. And the show is called Ordewez. Ordewez. People can catch that so on S40. It will be online as well. And subtitles. If you Subtitled into yeah. English uh, for your uh, pleasure. Um, <laughs> I am on tour at the moment. Uh, coming up uh, that tomorrow night. I am, let me, in fact, let, let me get, let's get my tour diary up. Uh, well, why not? I'm exhausted. Absolutely exhausted. I've been on tour for the last few days. And my tour manager has been in bed with COVID. I haven't seen him for weeks, but he's been, bless yeah, him, he's, he's really on the corny. mend. But I've been having to drive myself and do the show, and I'm absolutely on my knees. It's going to be a great podcast. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, I have, coming up uh, 24th of October, I am in Aberystwyth. You can catch me in the Book Ooh. of John tour show in Aberystwyth on Sunday the 24th. I'm in High Wycombe the next day, Monday the 25th. And then uh, 26th of uh, October, I am in Ipswich. Can I, can I just ask? Um, uh, beyond that, the 30th, I won't worry, I've got another 70 dates so- to do. Uh, 30th, uh, 30th of October, Weymouth, 31st of October, Bournemouth. To some kind of list. Oh, okay. yeah. I was going to ask, uh, did whoever booked this tour have a map? <laughs> I'll tell you what the problem is. <laughs> because I'll you're tell- going Aberystwyth <laughs> to yeah. High Wycombe High to Wickham. Ipswich, to completely Ipswich. Oh, it's mad the, yeah. the other side of the, of the country. My agent's defence person who booked my tour what happens is that these are shows that have been postponed 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 these shows were supposed to be happening 18 months ago they've been postponed so many times that it's very difficult to get dates in venues that are that make oh, sense yeah, so yeah, yeah. so there okay. we are i am in 24th of october Aberystwyth, 25th high wickham 26th ipswich 30th weymouth 31st bournemouth that takes us to november and i was i cover that next week um barry what are you doing at the moment Do you want to plug something uh no, not really. I, I see what I have been doing, which has been quite interesting. Um, <laughs> not really? I've been, no. I've been. Um, no, actually, I've got. To get, where am I? Um, I I'm, I'm at up the creek uh, on the twenty twenty second and twenty third, I believe. In uh, Isn't up the creek, Greenwich. Up, up the creek in Greenwich. Yes, one of the uh, one of the, the finest comedy clubs uh, in 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 the country. Well, there you go. You can catch Barry there. What date's you there, Barry? I am there on the twenty second and the twenty third. Yeah, twenty second and twenty third of October. Uh. 
Right, that is the shameless plugging section of the show over with. Let's bring oh, one on... More plug, one more plug, oh, one more plug. Oh, just so, to remind... Oh just, Which sorry, just to remind, Which no, no, for us, for us, to, to remind oh, people us. to go to oh, YouTube. Yeah. Um, to, oh, yeah, we, go to YouTube. Yeah, we're sticking more and more videos on the YouTube channel. It's some exclusive Goodness stuff. Sake. We put little clips out on social media and other places and then longer, action-packed clips on YouTube for your delectation. You can get them there. Uh, and that is the shameless plug-in section of the show of With Let Us. Finally, at last, please, let me bring on our very special guest all the way on Zoom, Nabil Abdul-Rashid. Of Britain's Got Talent. Hi. It's not often we get a genuine, talented person on this podcast. No offence. Oi. I'm, I'm a regular co-host. <laughs> no offence to either of the people sitting next to me, Sean Harris and Barry Castagnola. But, Nabil, we don't often get somebody... Proper greatness. ...with a great British talent Yeah. Uh, on this show. You were on that uh, programme, of course. Stand-up comedy. You've been on um, Growing Pains on my uh, Comedy Central show, which is where I sort of came across you and got you involved in this, the Froth Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me down, man. It's a pleasure. Whereabouts in the world are you, Nabil? Is that a house, a flat? Where, where are you? So my flat in Croydon, South London, the magical land of nice. Mm. What I mean, you're wiggling your eyebrows, you know, in a way that <laughs> it's, I get the sense we're supposed to understand, but no. I've got no idea what you're talking about. No, it's you... the magical world of wiggly eyebrows. What's going on? Oh, I, I, I puzzle everyone. My ways are mystery. <laughs> <laughs> the mystique. Yeah, you wait. You said it's the magical world of, and then you just wiggled your, eyebrows, you wiggled in your a, eyebrows in a sort of slightly suggestive way. Suggestive? Are you suggesting I suggested something? Yeah, yeah I'm suggesting <laughs> yeah. you suggested something. But I don't know what it was, mate. Now then, Nibir, what have you what have you been up to? Are you restrictions are easy, of course, there in Croydon in uh, London. Have you yes. are you back on stage? What what are you what's happening at the moment? The stand up side of things, you know, it's been mental uh, since the restrictions were lifted. I think I went about six weeks gigging every day, sometimes three, four what? times in a day. Um, you know wow. what? Yeah, yeah. Three You've been four? gigging three or four times a day. I didn't even think it was possible. I did. I honestly didn't know there were that many gigs. It t- turns out you just have to be on TV, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it turns, it turns yeah. out, it turns out you just have to be willing to do any f-ing gig you're offered. Well, there's that too. You know, there's that, and having the agent just holding your kidnapped cat at gunpoint. You have to do it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to fetch some frothy stories to run past you here on the froth. That's what we do. We find the uh, we find some shit non stories from around the world, and I um, I I read them to you. We see ah. what you think. At the end of it, you choose you choose which one you thought was the biggest waste of your time. <laughs> That's how it works. You happy I mean, with that? Yeah. All three yeah. stories will waste your time. Massively. But you've got to decide which of the three stories is the biggest waste of time. The, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Here's the first one. It's a story about a secret admirer. Oh, I like this already. Good. <laughs> Woman left in stitches, it says. Ooh. By odd love note and gift left at door by secret admirer. Right? Yeah. Here we go. Ooh. Okay. Have you ever had a secret admirer in a bill? Unfortunately, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh. I've had. <laughs> Where is it? Is this something you can talk about? Did you know who they were? No, they were secret, John. <laughs> yeah, I know, but eventually. Oh, eventually. Did you find out who I the mean, secret admirer was? I mean, I've, like, I've had, yeah, I've, I've had one, but it, it wasn't the cool kind. Like, it, it was some guy in North London who, like, um, 
Right. What did he do to Bill? Are you all right to talk about this? He would, yeah, like he would message me every day telling me how great I was. And at first, that's great. But then after a while, I'm like, brother, you know, you you, you have issues. Like maybe you should stop smoking or something, you know, like go outside. And like he just kept on, I need to meet up with you. I need to meet up with you. I need to meet up with you. And I'm like, um, you know what? I don't want to block this guy, but I'm blocking this guy. So I blocked him on Facebook. And then from nowhere, he started making all these accounts that he'd messaged me from. And in one day, he made 17 different accounts. (gasps) Like across, yeah, just to send me abuse because I blocked him. Oh, man. um, Oh, dear. That's intense. It's taking a dark turn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, it was so weird, right? And then, then to make matters worse, he started messaging my friends telling them to tell me to unblock him because he was sorry. Oh, then, wait. No, no, oh, afterwards, this guy <laughs> challenged me to a duel. This guy challenged me. <laughs> like, this, this, is, this, this guy was a few loaves short of a sandwich. This guy challenged me to a duel and then called up promo- a promoter saying that, yeah, he was coming after the show to fight me. Then... An hour later, called up the promoter of the show and said, I, I have a family uh, event today. Could you tell Nabil that I have to postpone our appointment? Uh, what? Like, what? So hold yeah, on, he, wanted, he wanted to postpone... Let me ask you a couple of questions. He first. wanted to postpone the duel because he had a family event. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> like, so hey, Nabil, I still want to beat you up, but... <laughs> Hey, I've, got, I've got family, I... you know, they're coming around. I want to know, did he actually use the words, I challenge you to a duel? <laughs> or is yes, that... he does. <laughs> 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 I, <I'm... laughs> Proper old school, yeah? Proper old school. Dawn, was it Was it 6am, 5 What time of year was it? Is it was it a dawn? Why though, guys, this? Why, how does I challenge you to a duel... This dude was 24. <laughs> like, how? <laughs> Not Jacob Rees-Mogg, was it? <laughs> what I want to know is, why would you challenge a comedian to a duel? Everybody knows we don't get up till lunchtime. <laughs> 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 this woman, this woman has had nothing compared to your experience. This woman in the story. Woman, right? Eleanor Holland, her name is. Right? Eleanor Holland found a white envelope left at her front door containing a love note and a very odd choice of snack wrapped in a sandwich bag Oh God! in an attempt to win her heart. Let's see what it was. Have you ever had a secret admirer? Oh, uh, have I ever had a secret admirer? No, I don't think I have. I had a Valentine's card once sent to me by yeah, somebody. But they're always and... secret. They're, they don't count. Yeah, but it's quite creepy. And it just what? stank. They're always secret <laughs> Valentine's stank cards. stank of links. It stank yeah, well, of links. There's nothing wrong with spraying a bit of links on it. No, it wasn't a bit. It was like... <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? When it... I opened the card, it was like, oof. <laughs> it made me cough. <laughs> yeah. A woman was left baffled, it says. Yeah. When she found a love note left at her door by a secret admirer, along with the offering of two jumbo frankfurter sausages in a sandwich bag. <laughs> <laughs> two. So you've woken up, you've gone to the front door, there's a sandwich bag. <laughs> with two frankfurters. With a note. <laughs> the note says... I will always love you. Obviously. Right? (laughs) 
written in blue pen, <laughs> along with two hot dog sausages. <laughs> right. <laughs> had he though? Had this? Oh, I'm assuming it's a man. Had this person just left the hot dogs on, you know, hot dogs by accident with well, we the note? Well, we don't know. Going on so when he was off somewhere else with the, with the sausages. It says here, Eleanor Holland was alerted to a white envelope left outside the front door of her home in Barnoldswick, Lancashire, when it was spotted by a neighbour on Saturday morning. The 25-year-old insists she has no idea who would leave her such a bizarre declaration of love, <laughs> but says she expects it may be. A, and this is inverted commas, yeah. town bachelor. What? The town bachelor. <laughs> What's a town bachelor? The, ta- the bachelor of the town. The town bachelor. Yeah. No, a town like bachelor. Like the town crier. A, like a town crier, <laughs> but a town bachelor. That is some, somebody on the hunt for love, she says. <laughs> That's a fair assumption. Who leaves sausages? We've got a picture of the sausages there. Her partner, 32-year-old Adam Greenway, has thankfully not felt threatened by the bold attempt to steal his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and Eleanor said the gift has left them in fits of laughter rather than feeling uneasy. I don't know, it is. I'd feel a bit uneasy, I think. Were they cooked? Huh? Were they cooked? I mean. I don't know. She posted a photo of the love package <laughs> on a local Facebook group uh, writing, and some will still argue romance is dead. <laughs> Show Rosie, shut up. <laughs> Rosie. Well, it is. Rosie's here talk of sausages. Yeah, she's got, she'd love that. <laughs> she was miles away down the garden there, and then she's just heard a two, talk of two sausages, the love package, and in she's come. <laughs> that is. She's also See, gone over to her boat. some lady appreciates it. Exactly. Exactly. So, Eleanor, yes, she is. Right. Now then, so she's found two Frankfurter sausages outside her door. Right. In a plastic bag, if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> she works. She works as a support worker for young people. She said, I'm pretty sure it's not anybody I know. <laughs> uh, I've, I've asked everyone. I've even asked Adam. That's her boyfriend. I've asked everyone. Uh, there might be a town bachelor going round. She's obsessed what? with this idea of a town bachelor. I don't know who he is. <laughs> who leaves sausages outside people's doors? Uh, the Rosie's licking my leg. She's so taken with the idea of the uh, sausages. Uh, Rosie, get out. There were two jumbo hot dogs you get in glass jars. I threw them away because I didn't want to give them to the dog in case it was a crazy person trying to poison him. I tell you what, a minute ago it was really romantic. (laughs) (laughs) She was going, and who says romance is dead? Yeah. The next sentence. There were two jumbo hot dogs. I threw them away in case I didn't want to give them to the dog in case it was a crazy person trying to poison him. (laughs) (laughs) Right. My neighbour was quite worried about it. I tell you what, she flits back and forth. This she woman. does, doesn't she? Right? She goes, my neighbour was quite worried about it, but I reassured her. It was probably a joke and she shouldn't worry. <laughs> Except my dog may be murdered if I give them to the dog, so... Yeah. Uh, this is what, she's not sure how to take it. That's, what, that's what's happened here with old Eleanor. She says, my boyfriend was quite shocked. Uh, says, but now we've all seen the funny side. It's just a bit of fun. And then she adds, rather tellingly, I hope it's nothing more than that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this woman is fucking shitting herself, let's face it. What would, what would you do, Nabil, if someone left two sausages outside your front door on your step? What would not, you do? Not one, but two. How would you feel? I mean, yeah, two. I, I hate to go into the suggestive nature of this gift <laughs> or proposition. Do, quick, do the eyebrows. Do the eyebrows, Nabil. Oh, <laughs> you know. Are you saying, are you saying, Nabil, that, that the gift of sausages is sort of, there might be, is no accident, that they might be... Suggestive. They might be suggesting I something with the suggesting sausages. that they might be suggesting that uh, she, 
<laughs> she comes across. Do the eyebrows again. A very hungry woman. Um, you know, uh, two sausages. <laughs> I mean, we, can, we can't be sure it's not two people leaving a sausage each. That's oh my god, right, the same plastic bag. That totally. No, as in they're yeah. in cahoots. Once somebody went, oh, they've left a sausage as well. So I'll, I'm going to slip mine into that bag. I think it's just one person. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded so wrong. I know. <laughs> <laughs> This is what she says, right? Right. There's definitely more romantic ways to go about declaring your love. I think she's right there. We can all admit there are more romantic ways of putting two frankfurters in a plastic she's bag. She's got a point. She's got a point. At least batter them first. You know? <laughs> well, well, that's not far. Her idea, her ideas. If they were looking for romance, they should have at least included their mobile number. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing they did wrong. They got it all right, really. They put two frankfurters in a plastic bag, put a note saying "I will always love you." And the only reason they went wrong is because they didn't put their phone number. That's what it was. <laughs> Looking for a little romance. He's not Krista Berg, is it? Or she says, uh, maybe replace them with plane tickets. The sausages. What? It says, maybe, repla- maybe next time, replace the sausages with plane tickets. <laughs> <laughs> we could do with some of them after the year we've had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> she says... On her post on Facebook, she says, uh, it's given people something to smile about. <laughs> we live in one of those towns where all they talk about on the Facebook group is dog shit. <laughs> Does she mean literal dog poos? Or... You know one of those towns where all they talk about on the Facebook page is dog shit. No, but does she mean oh, this is dog shit? Or do you mean genuinely... <laughs> dog, dog, dog poo. Dog like, pops. Dog, dog pops. I mean, dog this pops. actually pops. made it into a paper. Yeah. Have you been on the Croydon Facebook group uh, a bit? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, we have slightly more to talk about in Croydon. <laughs> <laughs> then, then who's hung a bag of dog poop on a gate in the village? <laughs> it sounds like they've got a town crier. Hear ye, hear ye. The town bachelor strikes again. I had a friend, uh, I've got a friend who lives in, in Blythe in uh, in Northumberland, and I was... I was with him and we were we were stood in the street and a bloke came up to us and said uh he was like a proper old school sort of shady character. He just went psst, psst. We looked and he went, Do you want to buy six rats? <laughs> and I was like, uh no, no, I'm all right. And he, and he honestly this is what he said. He went, They're quality rats, Lake. And I was like, No, no, quality honestly, rats. I'm fine. And he went, High tech cage. And I went, no. And he, and, and, he, and he gave me like a playful punch on the arm as if like you're missing out here and yeah. went walking off. About two weeks later, my mate Kai Humphreys <laughs> saw on his local Facebook group, someone said, someone just tried to sell me five rats. And we all wonder what happened to the other rat. <laughs> what happened to the other rat? It was sold. It may be sold. Or sold or dead. Or escaped. What's a high tech cage? <laughs> I don't know. I wish I'd, I wish <laughs> I'd be a rat cage with like, with uh, you door. know, all singing, all dancing, top of the range rat cage. Like the tube's going through to another department. Yeah, another department. Department. Tube's going through to another department. If you want to see yeah. this department of the rat cage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll, what, it'll level a... of, what level of crackhead do you have to be to not only have rats, but a cage? Yeah. Did you yeah. steal them in a cage? Did he have a cage and then go about rat napping? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which came first, the, the rats or the like, cage? What? How much was he going to sell them? I have so many questions. I oh, know, I should have asked <laughs> him more. I missed a trick, Nabil. So, that's story number one. Right, okay. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Story number two, Nabil, is, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you thought that one was, uh, if you thought that one was strange, I'll read you this next one. Before we do, Nabil, I know you, uh, as you revealed on um, Rod Gilbert's Growing Pains on Comedy Central, um, is <coughs> not sure when we're putting this podcast out, but maybe the series is still on. Check it out, 9pm, Comedy Central, Rod Gilbert's Growing Pains. Uh, Ab- uh, Nabil Abdul Rashid, who are you on with? Jordan Banjo and... Joe Brand. Joe Brand, oh, Jordan amazing. Banjo, and uh, Nabil Abdul Rashid on that particular episode. Check it out. You were a bit of a a bit of a tearaway as a teenager. Yes, sadly. You revealed sadly. you revealed a few things on that uh, program, Nabil. Let's hear the worst one. You know, like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. We'll call it the Firecrackers, <laughs> the, the staff room, and the examination papers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So secondary school in Nigeria is like a uh, it's like a, a contact sport. Like it's it's very competitive, and right. um, so much so that you get your position on your report card. Yeah. Uh, so like if there's twenty nine kids, your parents not only find out how that you're stupid, but exactly how stupid you are oh. if you're twenty ninth out twenty nine. Now I had a friend like I was one of those kids that didn't need to study to pass. I would get up to all sorts of shenanigans and I'd still do well. But my partner in crime, who was two years older than me, he wasn't like that. He was one of those, well, most people that needed to study. And because he was keeping up with me and my insanity, he didn't do so well in his mock exam, right? And you have to take a mock exam before yeah. the school decides whether or not it will let you sit your GCSEs. Oh, God. So this guy told me that, bro, I absolutely flunked my exams. I'm finished. And in Nigeria, that's a huge thing. Oh. Like, that's... The, we take education very seriously. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> Technically, it's my fault that you're about to fail. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I got like a big empty, like equivalent of a coffee tin. I got a whole bunch of firecrackers <laughs> and stuffed them in there. We take education very seriously. <laughs> yeah. So I got this so, big coffee tin full, full of, of firecrackers. Full of uh, explosives. <laughs> and, uh, I, I got these two kids to start a fight outside the PTA. Um, office, so they weren't looking through the window. Oh my I then God. lit the firecrackers and rolled them into the 
Can I just ask you a bit? I I hate to interrupt you on this story because it's wonderful, but I just... How did you manage to persuade two kids to have a fight to act as a decoy? (laughs) Bribery. This is Nigeria. So... um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hang on. So the kids are fighting outside. So all the teachers are watching the kids fight. Yeah. All the teachers are going, fight, 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 fight. fight, fight." fight. So Pretty much, to be honest, that is what teachers would do when you go into a fight. (laughs) <laughs> like if two students start fighting in class and that shit, she's like, no, leave them. When they're tired, they'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> there wow. is no hold me back. He's like, oh, you want to fight? Go on then. Go yeah. on. So, <laughs> See what happens when you fight. Go on. <laughs> yeah. so, so there um, you are now. So there we are now. They're fighting okay, outside. So the teachers fighting. are watching. Yeah. Yeah. What so do you I do? roll the tin in through the window because I know that like um the exams have been marked. Right. But whoever's marking them is not going to remember everything by head and they have to enter it manually into the computer system. Uh, you know, so as soon as um, the... Uh, <laughs> as soon as the firecrackers start going off, obviously the tin, it's even louder. Yeah. And, you know, they all start running. And I forget to mention, Nigeria was just transitioning oh into God. democratic rule at the time. <laughs> we kind of oh had nice, a, nice bit of context. <laughs> It's nice to put it in historical context, this story. Yeah. I mean, we were safe because we were in a government-restricted area, but still, you know, um, it was yeah. an effective smokescreen. Yeah, but, that, must um, have sa- that must have made such a noise. Oh, yeah, yeah, especially with the low ceilings in the staff room. It was, it was brilliant. Would have been great for a comedy performance. Uh, anyway, so they all go diving. And I must say, I was disappointed because they did not go through any of the fire safety stuff that they taught us. They just ran. Right, so... <laughs> Oh, just say so um uh, i uh, i i left him through the window <laughs> stole all the exam papers left out went to a field somewhere burnt the papers but not before i left my um tag on no. the um the teacher's table because i had a, a nickname um, i remember Orogi. i began with an o yeah yeah Orogi. so i spray painted it yeah i spray painted it on the oh, table but, hang on so what you spray painted the table to show that's your tag. So you to show that yeah. you've been there. Yeah, I got you fuckers again. Cause I, yeah. I this was part of a number of things I did in school uh, at the time. I was the the bane in my teacher's uh, existence. But <laughs> law of the pranks that I pulled, they did they didn't know was me, right? right. And um, by the way, my friend got to reset his exams, and now yes. he's a pilot. No so, way. You know. <laughs> yeah. He's a pilot. He's still thick as shit. Yeah. But he's a pilot. <laughs> yeah, should he be a pilot? <laughs> <laughs> he's a really so shit pilot how a guy with a name like Abdul is a pilot in America is amazing in itself but I'm very can't make this stuff up so um, you know they, they tried to like make the school grasp up who it was like, who's Oroge and all the voices were like I'm Oroge I'm Oroge <laughs> like a big Spartacus yeah. moment and years later in, um, a few years later in assembly, they, they announce who's being made prefects in front of the whole school every single year. And I get nominated as a prefect. And as I come forward to accept it, my friends are like so happy. They start chanting my name, but they <gasps> chant the wrong one. And I'm like, no. oh, okay. I'm just like, what? Oh, you no. know what you? <laughs> just as you're about to get the badge. <laughs> oh, mate. I can't remember. Did you get the badge, the prefect's badge? Or oh. was it <laughs> was proceedings oh, brought I mean, to a close? I I it, oh, it, I still got it, but um, I got a whole bunch of other stuff too. You know, like uh, 
you know how in England smacking kids is uh is is, is it's illegal, but it didn't become illegal straight away. They put in a bunch of laws to make it harder. Like you can't bruise the child. Well, let's just say that doesn't really work in Nigeria because we don't bruise. So yeah, um, after... <laughs> yeah, that, that was oh, not no. fun year. That was not fun year. That's amazing. <laughs> Amazing story, Thank you. Now listen, I'm going to read you this. I'm going to right. So, you, but you don't drink, so so you'll never have done anything. Well, maybe you have with your uh, with your checkered past. Maybe you will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's your here's your story. Uh, drunk man breaks into family's home and poos in their kettle. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! What a skill! What a what spout, before, <laughs> spouting before napping on the sofa. I'll read you the story. Here comes the story. A family was startled. Of course. Well, they were awake. <laughs> well, a, a family was startled to find a drunk stranger in their house, but were even more shocked to find that he'd vomited on their kitchen floor and defecated in the kettle. <laughs> oh, my God. That's insane. <laughs> There's a picture of the kettle. When? Be, I think it's before or after. It's not, I mean, it's not literally during, anyway. Has, has he got a handle at the top of it? Yeah, what kind of kettle is it? It, it is a it is a white. I mean, I can tell you this because I used to work in Curry's. So I, I used so he's to work got in the sales pattern down. Curry's Electrical, Carmarthen, two A, Lam, uh, two Lama Street. Curry's Electrical. When I was a kid, I can tell you that this is a jug kettle, okay. and I okay. would guess it's a Phillips, but I can't tell because the shot is from above. So he... might be a Morphe Richards then. It could be a Morphe Richards. Guys, you know your kettles. I know my kettles. It's a jug kettle, so that's a high, tall. Comedians tall know kettles. Tall one, quite a thin kettle. And the top, the top will pop open. The top I will know, pop. I know the top will pop open to put water in. Yeah, I mean it's quite remarkable. I'll read off. Quite remarkable. I've read somewhere that you know in um, uh, travel lodges and stuff. Mm. One yep. of the kettle. big complaints. So do yep. you know this that people I've heard people. This. Piss in the kettles. Pit, well, or boil their underpants. Like, clean their underpants <laughs> yeah. in the little travel kettle. I've heard and that people masturbate into kettles. In, I mean, I, uh, kettle <laughs> abusers, yeah. Maybe it's that's, the same That's person. why I don't make coffee in hotel rooms. I never make coffee in hotel rooms because I know about kettle abusers. And I'm, yeah. <laughs> kettle abusers. Kettle abusers. Yes, no we, we should stop it, using kettles in Is it true, do I use them all the time, the mini kettle. I think, yeah. No. I always get really excited by the little mini kettle and I've the biscuits. I've heard people clean their pants in them. Maybe that's after they've had a... <laughs> I don't mind if people clean their pants in them. I do. What do you mean you don't mind? Well, when no, I, I get, mean you don't mind? When, I, when I'm in a hotel and there's a, ke- a kettle, a mini kettle in there, I would always boil it through once first and then use this. And then, and then take the pants so out. No, so if somebody's washed their pants in there a few days earlier or a few months, I don't mind because I've boiled A few it. months earlier. I don't mind too much. No one's boiling their pants in kettles. They are. It's, it's whoa, whoa, whoa. Why wouldn't they just put the pants in the sink and pour boiling water over them? Why would you put them in a, a mini stay, kettle? Why would you, you know? stuff your pants into a mini kettle? <laughs> Because people are insane. <laughs> people aren't that insane, they are they? Are. I mean, we've established Nabil's pretty insane. Would you? Have you ever done anything? Have you ever washed your pants in a kettle, Nabil? No, God no. <laughs> what kind of monster do you take before? <laughs> it says here. Uh, I mean, the family was shocked to find a stranger, so they found him in the house. An anonymous mum. I can what? see. I can see why she wanted to stay anonymous when somebody's just shut in her kettle. An anonymous mum posted her find on the. Spotted in Yeovil Facebook page. I was in Yeovil a couple of weeks ago on tour. Very nice place. Didn't realise this kind of oh, okay. thing. Right. So spotted you didn't Yeovil. just book a travel lodge. You just decided to. She so put on Facebook. Spot, why did she spot? Hang on. I've spotted my kettle full of 
someone else's feet. This is what she posted. And I'm going to put that on <laughs> that website. She posted pictures of the man asleep on her couch. <gasps> he fell asleep. He didn't get so away. He, he broke into their house. <gasps> Basically, what happened, says here, she says, at the weekend, my husband left our conservatory door open after I'd gone to bed and forgot to close it. Sunday morning, 5am-ish, my little girl goes downstairs <gasps> to watch TV <laughs> instead of waking us up. But immediately comes back upstairs saying there's a man downstairs talking to himself. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Didn't Robert Downey Jr. do this? Yeah, Just break into he? someone's house. I'll read on. It might be Robert Downey Jr. Who knows? Is that a shit in yeah. kettle? <laughs> You're not going to believe this. i got good news and bad news. Hey, darling, i got good news Robert and bad Downey news. Somebody's had down... a shit in the kettle. It's You're not going to believe it. It was Robert Downey Jr. He's downstairs. He's, He's downstairs. rehearsing a, a film. Robert Downstairs Jr. <laughs> I thought it was just her imagination. Half asleep, I told her to go back to bed, and I'm going back to bed. <laughs> anyway, later I go down to make a cup of tea and make breakfast around seven. She didn't check. Turns out there is a man talking to himself downstairs. <laughs> oh, my God. He's still talking to himself an hour and a half later. I would go down and check if my kid said that. Then the, So she posted a picture of the, the vomit, which I won't show you. It is a kitchen floor with vomit all over it. We can imagine that. We, yeah, we've, we seen, imagine we've that. seen vomit on a kitchen floor before. She posted a picture of the man who seems to be holding his crotch and talking to himself. <laughs> As on, you do. On the sofa. And she posted a, a picture of the kettle. I'm not sure if this... They've, they've, <laughs> they've blurred the kettle, the inside of the kettle. I'm guessing that they've blurred the dirt inside it. Hang on, why is she just taking photos of everything instead of freaking out? She took a photo of all three of them and posted them on the Facebook, Yeovil Facebook page. (laughs) (laughs) Is that better than the Croydon one? (laughs) Well, it's more interesting than the one in that town where where I live in the kind of town where people put... (laughs) <laughs> talk about talk about dog poo on the Facebook page. I live in the kind of town. Much more interesting. <laughs> I live in the kind of town where people just do it in kettles. Yeah. I live in the kind of town where all people talk about on Facebook is how somebody's had a shit in their kettle. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I, I hope she threw the kettle away. You know what's mad though? You know, you know when you've usually had a big shock, the first thing you do is have a cup of tea, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the first thing is when you find out you've been burgled or something. The first thing you do is yeah. let's get a, let's get the kettle on. So let's have police, a cup of tea. If the police had come round, I do you want to? No, I keep forgetting. <laughs> I keep forgetting why you're here. <laughs> See again though, I wouldn't mind once you've rinsed, once you've again once you've boiled no it out way. and stuff. It's boiling water. Not someone's. Bops. No, maybe not somebody else's bobs. Years before I was born, like when my grandfather was still like our high commissioner. Like um, people, people broke into his house and just went and like his wife, because my my grandfather had four wives. Pim, 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 pim. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Polygamy, polygyny you, is wow. A thing. Did you just say yeah. he was a high? Did he say high commissioner? Yeah, he was the second ever high commissioner of Nigeria to um UK. That's insane. Yeah, I know. His, his picture's still in our um, embassy now. Flipping egg. And he had four wives. Yeah. Again, wow. that that was more common than being a high commissioner. I <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> so That's I've mad. got loads of cousins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so like they, so they what, turned what up. Did the, and... um, what did the high commissioner of Nigeria have to say about his son um, setting fire to the exam papers in <laughs> yeah. the field? Did, did he know about that? I mean, that's the sort of thing he'd probably do when he was younger as well. I'm a, ah, okay, chip I'm a lot like him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm um, armed, like, dudes broke into his house, like, yeah. with the intention of stealing stuff, right? 
and his wife was cooking and they just sat down and ate. No way. Like they literally just, yeah, like, oh, that really smells good. And he said, <laughs> oh, why not just eat? And they sat down and ate. No. And, and, like, oh, had, like, did they then continue with the burglary? <laughs> no, they, they, they sat down, they ate, she made them tea. There was all this food going on. And um, they, they, after like eating their meal and whatnot, they walked out and police were waiting for them. And they're like, oh. No. At least they had a good meal. Like, what, what did you think was going to happen? You think we were just going to say, thank you, come again? Like, really? <laughs> um, luckily for them, my, my grandfather wasn't around at the time. It was, um, I think, one of the, uh, someone else in the house to call the police. Because my grandfather um, actually uh, had a massive collection of guns. Oh, wow. He was a gun nut. Like, they, I think after he died, they confiscated about 50 from his house. <gasps> no. Yeah. No. yeah 50 like, guns. So, and like um, his brothers, like like these guys, like I've got great uncles that were deployed in World War Two, served in Burma. So like they they were that kind of family. Right. So they couldn't have picked a better day. <laughs> yeah, they went in and got a hot <laughs> meal. My, life, my life's really boring by comparison. I'm just starting to feel my life was really boring. <laughs> Like, it is that, that kind of family. Yeah. You know, you know, you know high commissioner, that kind of family. four wives, fifty guns, that type. You know the ones. Yeah. <laughs> that is mad though. They that chose is... the one day to go in where they got fed instead of properly hurt. Let. <laughs> right. Back to this story. So she decides, as we said, first thing you do in a shock like this, what do you do? You make a cup of tea. <gasps> When she brought the water to the boil, she realised she was boiling the man's turd. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> oh my oh, God. God. We quickly found out, she says, we quickly found out he'd defecated inside our kettle. Oh, <laughs> oh that's disgusting. Oh. Make a tea Why, would you, oh. Why would you do that? I cannot get oh. inside the mind. I can't. You read about these stories of somebody that's got drunk and done something, you know, got broken into somebody's house and, and done weed this. And weed in a cupboard, weed in a wardrobe, thinking but, it was a toilet. But to poo into a kettle is such an act of, I mean, such skill, dexterity. Maybe he thought it was a travel lodge. <laughs> even if you think it's a travel lodge, and the other hotels Nasty. are available, but even <laughs> even then. But it's impressive because he obviously didn't leave any around the side or she would have noticed that when That's she put the true. kettle on. So he's so cleanly he's... got it in, unless he cleaned up after himself. <laughs> <laughs> but he's... He might have given the kettle on. Oh, it's fascinating, man. isn't it fascinating? It's oh, oh. Not got any of it anywhere, just got it perfectly clean and then, and then gone to sleep on the sofa. <laughs> oh, to that on his is vile. Oh. It's, more in, it's more in, it's sort of not quite not vile isn't the main thing though is it it's baffling it's baffling I mean, it's definitely how? vile don't get me wrong I'm not disagreeing it's definitely vile but it's baffling, it baffling. why you would do that and you, and drunk, drunk doesn't do it drunk no. doesn't cover it does it no we've all been oh, drunk wow. apart from the bill <laughs> we've all been drunk we've all done but to, to, I mean did he get on the unit and then squadry bring the kettle down to him I don't know <laughs> Barry Barry? Oh, I've never done it before. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I mean, I, I can't imagine he was sort of crouched on the kitchen counter. It's hard to picture that. Yeah, Especially I mean, if I, he's I just drunk. did. I'll be Especially honest. if he's drunk. Yeah. Yeah, did. he would have made a bit more of a mess. It's true. I don't know. But like you know, when you're trying to make a cup of tea in someone else's house, it's impossible, isn't it? Because you don't know what anything is. People, people responding. Naturally, it says here, people responding to the social media posts lost their minds. It received over 2,000 likes. What? <laughs> likes? 
Two and a half thousand likes for somebody shutting oh, our kettle. God. Some of the people here are suggesting what you should do to him. Oh dear. Oh, they're not all pleasant. It's only me, he says. He deserves a good kicking and then nailing to a door. <laughs> <laughs> so specific. What? Which one? Nail him to a door. <laughs> yeah, so, you, so you've got him on pers- <laughs> permanent display in your house. <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's the man who shouted our kettle once. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this one. People are so weird. Chesa Woody says he should be locked up and sent to a prison in Scotland, cold and far away. (laughs) (laughs) So the job now in a bit, it falls to you. Well, it falls to to all of you to decide which of those are the frothiest stories, by which I mean which is the biggest non-story, which of those stories wasted your time. I'll remind you of them. We had the woman with the odd love message. The second one was the uh, the family who had a drunken intruder who vomited on the kitchen floor, talked to himself on the sofa, fell asleep, and not before having a shit in their kettle. Which of those, Nabil, do you think is the biggest waste of time? Which is the frothiest of those two frothy stories? I mean, they're both quite frothy, but um, <laughs> at least with the kettle poo. <laughs> the kettle poo one, that, that is a lot harder to fake. Whereas the sausage one, you know, that, that could have just been her. I mean, we already see people from that part of town don't really have much to do. So um, I would say that double sausage love yeah. is... Uh, oh so God, you're, saying, so you're saying you think that, <laughs> you're saying you think that the, the sausage woman might actually have just faked it, stuck, a, stuck two sausages in a bag and a little note, what, put it on there just to get attention on social media. Or to make uh, her husband jealous. I agree, uh, it should be the double sausage. <laughs> You, you want to go for the double sausage? Yeah, because I think the other one is interesting to know about, isn't it? The... I'm not sure if it is interesting to know about, really. <laughs> if I turned on the news at 10 and the first story was about somebody shut a shit in somebody else's Bang. kettle. Bang. <laughs> uh, listen, Nabil, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much. What are you up to this week? Oh, I'm just gigging a bunch. Uh, I've got a gig tonight um, and a gig tomorrow and a gig after that. Uh, pretty much just gigging. <laughs> it's just... Just you know, um, I, I kind of have like that this survivor's guilt when I talk to other comics on the circuit I bump into because they're like, How's it going? Oh, there's no gigs, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> there's terrible. There's no gigs because you're doing all of them, <laughs> yeah. you're not leaving any gigs I'm for anyone else. As immigrant coming over here, taking all our gigs, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. That way, are you uh, and how has it since Britain's Got Talent did that change everything? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I'm just excited to see what it brings, you know. And so also, my kids are proud, so. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, so of course. That, that means a lot. Where can we see you, Nabil? I'd love to see you. If any of your followers does social media um, and they're, they're not the kind to report posts, uh, they're more than welcome to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> if they are the kind that do, they need to leave me alone because I've been banned too many times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what is your what's your uh, you know what social media you're on and what's your handle what's your handle so um, I'm Nabilu on um, Twitter that's N-A-B-I-L-U and uh, on Instagram I'm man like nabs don't judge me uh, man like nabs <laughs> and thank you for having me man I appreciate your pleasure yeah. let's and do you know it what, again mate, you'll let this, I mean this podcast is going to boost your profile no end this <laughs> Oh, oh God. You never know, you might get a couple of sausages out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your sausages are in the post. Uh, I'm, I'm a big meat eater, so... Yeah, we put three in. we put three in, bugger it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. 
Thanks for listening. And remember, you can find us at the Froth Podcast and our YouTube channel where you'll get extra Froth content. Don't forget to like and subscribe and rate us at five stars and spread the word if you enjoyed it. This podcast was a Flan Bobble Vision production produced by Barry Castagnola at Russell Up Productions. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.